you know, 90% of consumers trust peer-to-peer recommendation. Primarily, they're going to the internet. Over 75% of internet users use social media. You know, I've seen a lot of shifts over the last few years, the rise of video. Mm. um, And, and, you know, really in our industry, the restoration industry, and I'm talking about all the big brands. I'm talking about the ServPros, the Service Masters, the Belfort, and then you work your way down to the independents. Nobody is really dominating that story on social media. Welcome to the Claims Clinic. Why don't you have a seat and show me where it hurts? Are you feeling depreciated? Has your ACV policy left you with a self-insured penalty? Having trouble with your GPP? Don't worry, you'll be just fine. The doctor will see you now. Thank you, Nurse Natalie. And thank you for coming to the Claim Clinic. This is Andy McCabe. I am your Claim Doctor. As always, I'm bringing you the wisdom and knowledge from the legends of the restoration industry. This week, I'd like to gauge how much you guys like the show. If you like what you're hearing, you want to hear more, you want me to keep going after the next episode, I want to send me the tweet right now to at the Claim Doctor or go to the Facebook page, The Claim Clinic, and give me a like. Those tweets and likes will gauge how much interest there is out there in the show and how much more I should keep going on. Otherwise, let's get right to it. All right. How you doing, Claim Clinic? This is Andy McCabe. I'm a claim doctor. I have the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Sean Michael Lewis. Sean, how you doing this morning? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Sean is a social media expert, uh, an ex-Serve Pro uh, social media guy, and uh, I found him on LinkedIn. How did we find each other? We kind of stumbled on each other. What was the story behind that? Well, I think we were, I was uh, writing some content, and somehow we were engaged in a conversation, and through direct messaging and networking, we just tend to uh, start to open that dialogue. Nice. Yeah, that's just the way it works, man. So I love... Social media, uh, if any of y'all have followed me for any extent of amount of time, you know I'm everywhere. I try to be everywhere. My friends tease me that I'm, I'm always on LinkedIn. Uh, but the reality is there's business to be had there. There's connections to be made there. And if you're not on social media, if you're not using it effectively, uh, you're kind of you're, you're behind the times. And that's, that's why we're, we're having this conversation today. Uh, I brought you on to Claim Clinic because... You ordinarily would talk about the technical things of what it takes to be a restoration contractor and, and contracting and estimating and things like that. But today I want to talk about marketing. And it was so timely that I found your post, I think it was a LinkedIn Pulse article actually, that uh, touched on all these, a lot of things that are important to us as restoration contractors. So, Sean, why don't you give us a little background on yourself, uh, how you got started into restoration, and then how that transitioned into social media. Well, yeah, I graduated college in 2004. It was kind of the time frame where Facebook was just starting to surface for college students. And as a, as a recent graduate, I somehow got access to Facebook because in the early days, you could only have access if you were a college student. So luckily, I still had my college email address. And <laughs> when I first saw Facebook, I was actually working um, 
for a huge technology company that did research and technology and looked at Facebook and said, wow, this is, this is very different than MySpace and all the other things that were going on the internet at that time. Mm-hmm. And I really saw businesses using this platform. So okay. for the majority of my career, I worked around the technology, marketing and sales side of, of the industry for multiple types of company, from music artists to um, just standard service type company. And then in 2013, which was really not that long ago, no, I had wasn't. the opportunity uh, to work for Surpro Corporate out of Gallatin, Tennessee. And going into their industry, huge billion-dollar brand in the restoration industry that has over 1,700 franchises nationwide, they weren't even on Facebook at the time. And I found it very interesting that how can a business so large that is needed daily how can they not have a presence on the social web? And wait a you know, minute, wait a minute. At all, they didn't have anything. Facebook, nothing, Google Plus, no, nothing at all. They were doing wow. a little bit on the pay per click side, but as far as Facebook, Instagram, anything, LinkedIn, there was zero presence on that side of the business. And now their franchises were dabbling with it. They were sure. trying to figure it out, but it was. It was just a cluster of information. No one had consistency. No one knew exactly how to use this social platform on the internet. So I found it very interesting because, you know, really following some of the greatest minds in social media, I saw a need that needed to be perfected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to use social media. And, I, you know, that was one area that I got very passionate about was teaching business owners in this industry how to be more effective with it and get more results from it from an wow. impact. Okay, so let's talk about results first, then we'll talk about a little bit about the how. What mm-hmm. did you see as far as transition with SurfPro in particular? I think we can draw a lot of parallels uh, between that story and, and our own stories as our individual you know, business owners. What did you see between 2013 and now what is, how does that change their, uh, their engagement levels? Their, their, are you seeing, are they seeing uptick in business? How did that work? Well, it's, it's, it's really a, you know, the big mentality for a lot of restoration owners is I have a restoration business. I'm great at production. I'm great at running my finances in my office. And then marketing sometimes gets pushed aside. Like, you know, with social media, one of the most common things that I saw were, well, I'm going to get my niece or nephew or you know, someone that's younger to do it. So it, yep. it's really weird because you know, 90% of consumers trust peer-to-peer recommendation. Primarily, they're going to the internet. Over 75% of internet users use social media. Uh, the demographics are just anyone that primarily owns a house, went to college, has money, you know, high level of income is the highest percentage that we're seeing on social media today. So why would we give an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid that responsibility of running that conversation and storytelling for our business on the internet when we're still primarily targeting adults that own homes, own businesses, et cetera? So, you know, I, I've seen a lot of shifts over the last few years, the rise of video. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, really in our industry, the restoration industry, and I'm talking about all the big brands. I'm talking about the Serve Pros, the Service Masters, the Belfort, 
and then you work your way down to the independence. Nobody is really dominating that story on social media. And dominating social media in general or dominating their own story, taking taking control just of their everything. own story. I mean, and I'll back up a little bit because social media is really the platform for you to tell a story about what you do. Right. Um, in the case of restoration, we're talking about before and after situations. We're talking about what to do when something happens. We're talking about being better prepared. How mm. can we provide value in something somebody's interested in? Because too many times we're advertising on social media, and that's the biggest mistake anybody can make on social media, especially if you don't have a really cool product like a t-shirt or something you're trying to sell. Um, but even those companies don't just push the product like, call us today, buy this today. Right. So it's more about how can we create an experience so people are aware of what we do, but aren't bombarded or feel like they're being advertised to. Yeah, I see this all the time. I, I and I'm on LinkedIn. I just you know told everyone. Obviously, I'm always on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn more than any other social media outlet, just because I have seen more business and more connections come from LinkedIn than any other source. But I see these these restoration contractors, and they'll go unnamed today. But they say 24 hour service, you know, um, <laughs> and hailstorm in your area. Call us today. You know, who were even who would respond to that? You know, would, they, would you mark that as like your number one and two things not to do ever? I mean, what are some things that people are doing on social media that are just just not right? Well, that, that's exactly it. It's, it's pushing that content out there that's just, you know, we're open 24 hours. It sounds like a, a cliche billboard or advertisement piece. It's the biggest mistake you can make. The best thing to do on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, any of those platforms is try to create a dialogue. Just the other day. I posted a picture of a hoarding situation mm. and said, what would you do first? And within a few days, we had over 30, 40 comments on that actual page. You've done and that a couple times. Page. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, you, you, two or three times I've seen those, what would you do first? And one was yeah, a so commercial space with a drop ceiling soaking wet and coming down on desks and things like that. Yeah, you have to um, create that dialogue. Now, you, you brought up LinkedIn, and this is, this is something that really gets me going because LinkedIn, I was at a huge social media event in Las Vegas last year called PubCon, one of the biggest SEO, SEM, social media conferences in the world. And there was only one class on LinkedIn for the whole week. And I actually went to the class. And I walk in the class and there was a guy named Sean Jackson who is a phenomenal speaker. He runs a show called um, The Missing Link. It's a podcast that's definitely worth checking out. It's all about LinkedIn. I walk in the class and he's a very charismatic guy, very outgoing. And he goes, man, I just can't believe I'm here at this event. There's all these people here. And this is like the least attended class. Do people not realize that the average household income on LinkedIn is $109,000 a year? Check this out. 60% of LinkedIn users want industry insight and 40% of LinkedIn users check daily. So here's a platform where people, agents, adjusters, property managers, business owners are seeking industry insight. And when you do a status update on LinkedIn, it reaches at least 20% of your network. Oh, yeah. They haven't haven't tweaked the algorithm like like Facebook has tweaked it down to, what, 2%? 2% of your actual connections see your updates or something like that? it's well below 5% when you post something on your business page. And, that, and Facebook, you have to understand, has re- evolved more to a pay-to-play model. You yep. have to be involved in targeted yep. advertising, which is what I spend a lot of time 
with my client. It's the best form of advertising, in my opinion, but you got to advertise the right content. Right. However, LinkedIn is, is primarily where I built my business, like you said you have as well. Um, this is a platform, and this is where, when I, when I worked in restoration, just to clarify, I worked on the corporate level. I also worked on the franchise level. I had the opportunity to grow a local franchise from about $3.8 million to over $7 million a year in revenue by you know, utilizing the web, utilizing social media, hiring a good business development team, et cetera. But here, here's what the core primary principle that I can offer anybody, and this is whether you're doing it face-to-face in sales, you're doing it on the social media side of the business, you have to be an education company in your industry. Mm-hmm. And what, I mean, primarily what we're talking about today is being an education company in the restoration industry. Yep. You have to teach people and provide them value so they feel like they understand what we do how to be better prepared, et cetera. When we can accomplish that, that's when we really start to win in this business and see an increase in sales from our marketing and sales strategy. There's a great book called Utility, Y-O-Utility. And it's just about that. It's, mm-hmm. it's education. It's, it's turning your FAQ page. It's not a page. Your FAQ should be 100 articles or 200 articles answering specific questions in depth. Uh, another book I just... I just finished reading The Invisible Selling Machine. Um, okay. Uh, it's about setting up email campaigns, but it's educational email campaigns. You're providing value. You're giving, you're, you're giving a reason to interact and react and engage, right? It's, it's not just, it's not advertising. It's not, well, at least traditional advertising in the way we think of it. Yeah. And that's the, that's the big thing is, you know, traditional advertising has really faded away. I mean, if you follow a lot of people, like I know we've talked about Gary Vaynerchuk and some of the Gary guys v. that are really speaking where culture has evolved to, that's really where restoration owners have to start putting their focus. And the problem is, is they're, they're really good at running a construction company or restoration or mitigation, whatever they do best, that they're not real familiar with how to take what they're used to, like, Oh, running yellow pages, running billboards, running mm. all those traditional media where you found a buyer or seller and you bought from them. And it, it's just so different. I mean, what I do for my clients is day in and day out. It's about the engagement process. It's knowing this industry and how to put content out there that will catch people's attention. Because let's face it, the eyes and earballs of the world are on social media right now. Yeah. And if you and there, there's so much out there. If you're not compelling at what you're trying to tell, you're just another thumb flick in the newsfeed and people are just going right past you and you're wasting your time. Thumb, um, thick, thumb click. I like that. So that I, I'm going to read between the lines. We're not using the web. We're not using social media on our computers. We're using them no, on our phones. You're absolutely right. I think it is um, 700 million of the billion plus users on Facebook are on it's all the mobile device daily. It's all mobile. Keep in wow. mind, that was a big issue for Facebook when a few years ago when, when they went public and they started offering stock, they were worried about can they capitalize on the mobile web. Mm. And they've done a very good job at doing that because the majority of internet users are on their mobile device now. Yeah, yeah. And now it's, it's, only, it's only accelerating uh, with the fact that I, I'm holding something in my hand, this, this what is a Note 4, which is what? a generation late now where I've got a note five out oh, yeah. coming out uh, that has more computing power than I had. And my souped up 
machine that I built for my <laughs> freshman year in college. You know, I built my own Dell. I made a Dell, but I jammed it full of RAM and I put all this stuff and it was the best, fastest machine I could possibly have. It's eclipsed, easily eclipsed by the phone that's in my hand. It's crazy. Yeah. So I want to back up uh, on a, a point you just, you touched on. Uh, owners trying to make this transition into marketing or or trying to make this transition into social media. How does a a carpet cleaner turned restoration contractor how does he wrap his head around all these things i've got a i've got program rules to abide by i've got a i've got employees to hire and fire unfortunately and how does a guy make the time for something like that uh, and what are the options for for folks to say hey i don't have the time but i really need to get into this absolutely it's a, it's a good question i get asked that question daily um what i recommend is if you're going to get on social media for your business, you got to start small. So you can't be okay. everywhere and be dominant at everything. However, wherever you go first, you have to be consistent. Mm. So mm. like we said, if I was a restoration owner and I was starting from scratch and I wasn't real familiar with social media, I would probably start on LinkedIn or Facebook. One of the two would be my primary uh, platform. The great thing about LinkedIn is you're, you're representing as your personal self attached to your business. Right. Um, the company pages on LinkedIn don't do as well as like a company page on Facebook. No. You're more attached to your profile. You put your business information up there, what you do, your services. You can link it back to your website. That's great. But it's all about you as an owner writing articles. The, there's a function on LinkedIn called Publish Post, mm-hmm. which is where you can go to my LinkedIn um, just search for me at Sean Michael Lewis. And I, and I believe I write articles around the restoration industry. So my primary target is restoration owners. Yeah. So they see the content that I'm putting out. And that's how we start to dialogue, whether it's social media or sales or business development or marketing tactics. But you got to start small and you got to be consistent. There's times where I get busy and I can't be as consistent with my articles. And I notice it hurts my business when I do that. Mm. The more consistent I've been since I've really started focusing on LinkedIn for my business, the better results I've gotten month in and month out. Um, The other option is you can look at social agencies that can help you monitor this on a daily basis, like a lot like what I do. However, I changed my focus from just going out and, and selling um, you know, companies to use my agency, I started teaching them how to do what I do. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. cool thing about that is it shows them what to do daily on Facebook, what to do daily on LinkedIn, and what to do daily on Twitter, Instagram, whatever they want to learn. After a point, they're like, wow, that's a lot of time. And either A, they're going to have somebody on their team do it to that specification, or they're going to find the cost is more effective to hire someone to have the consistency for them daily. So yeah. it doesn't matter. The biggest thing about our industry is a lot of agencies don't know this industry. Oh, yeah. So they have to be very careful when they're looking at somebody to do this, that they understand the language. So when somebody's talking about water extraction or something that might be industry standard, that there's an answer there that won't get them in trouble or have any uh, legal obligations to something they, they can't answer. All right. That's perfect. Let's segue into that. Talk to me about Sean Michael Lewis, the agency. Talk to me about what you, what you do for your clients. Absolutely. Well, like I said, um, I'm very much about teaching. I spend a lot of my time educating on the social media processes. Um, a lot of my clients uh, for under $1,000 can actually dominate their local market on the web 
um, through daily interaction. That's placing the Facebook ads in that budget as well. Um, you know, I'm not the type of agency that ever signs your contracts or anything. They go month to month because I want them, I want to earn somebody's business and trust on a month to month basis. I want them to understand what we're doing on the social web. So it's not something that they feel like, you know, wow, and what have I just locked myself into? Because mm. we all hate cell phone contracts and we hate that type of experience. But I report every 30 days, what are we doing? How many people are we reaching? You know, how big is your network growing? Are we seeing direct results from these engagements? Okay. And it's a very exciting process when you're talking about duck cleaning and somebody messages directly to book a direct sale on these platforms. It doesn't happen right out of the gate, but over time, I've seen clients as short as 30, 60 days start getting direct sales just because the education is so valuable on these social networking sites. Yeah, it does take time. I, I will attest to that. It, it just takes it takes an investment and it takes a lot of patience, right? You know, how do you see folks get in, they don't see results in the first 30 days and they get out? Uh, how often do you see that? You know, it, it's, very, it's very rare, but we start making a dent in the market. I mean, we're talking hmm. about putting your brand, XYZ Restoration, in front of hundreds of people daily with content. We're not bragging about the brand, but the consumers are, are, are not stupid. They understand where the content's coming from. So whether it's relevant, irrelevant content, I keep a very good blend of like right now, we're talking about March Madness basketball, the final yeah. force coming up. There's no reason a business in the restoration industry can't post something and say, who do you think will win the final four? And then 24 hours later, we boost that in our local market. Everybody sees it and people start interacting with your brand. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Six months later, their water heater overflows in their house. And they remember your brand, not just from that one post, but consistently doing it daily and seeing it in their newsfeed. Oh, XYZ Restoration, they can help. I know they do fire, they do water, they do mold, they do biohazard cleanup. You tell that story of what you do from a non-advertising standpoint. And guess what? At the end of the day, they trust you and they're going to try to reach out to you. Whether they, they recognize your brand and they Google search you, mm. they're going to find you. Yeah, And they're going to trust you because you're the industry educator in that segment. Yeah, I think I have probably 100, 120 videos at different different places. Most of them on, on YouTube. Twice a week, I get a call from somebody out of the blue. Oh, I just watched your YouTube video. Like I have one. Uh, and I, <laughs> like, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. And then <laughs> and some of those, you know, I'd say 50% of them turn into actual clients for claims delegates and say, hey, I want you to write my estimates for me. So... But it took it takes a lot of time to create a hundred videos that are oh, yeah. that are relevant that are not just splashy logos and a phone number, right? Because someone if someone watches my videos, they're they're five, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes long. It's a time commitment. Mm -hmm. And people don't give that their time away, right? They you have to provide value in return for their eyeballs. Uh, and I think it, the the internet, the interwebs reward uh, people who provide that kind of value uh, on a consistent basis and, and, and you put it out there without asking anything in return, right? You're not asking for a sale. It's not a, it's not even a, it doesn't even feel like a sales proposition, right? Absolutely. And, and that's been my whole business model. When I, when I started my agency, I started teaching. That's all I did was I started teaching people how to do social media. I love it because when people want to, if they're interested in working with me, they can get a, 
an hour-long webinar with me, whether it's one person or a group of 10 people, and I will give them everything that I do. I don't try to hold back, and there's no secrets. I mean, everything on the social web is public. There's no secret how to do it. Now, I might know the industry a, a better way and have the creative minds that make us successful, sure. but I have no problem because guess what? If I help a small $250,000 a year business grow to a million dollars and they get bigger, guess what? A year down the road, they might come back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm passionate about teaching. I'm passionate about helping people succeed. And it's a, it's a marathon. This is not a sprint if you want to make it in business. And this is just in business in general. Yeah. You have to be the long game. You have to think mm-hmm. about, okay, it's not just about now. Where am I going to be in six months, a year, two years? Where's my business going to be? Do I want to be a $50 million agency, a 50 to $100 million business in general? Absolutely. The only way we're going to get there is by providing value helping people succeed, and it will always come back to you as a business owner. Amen. Amen. Let's talk about that. Uh, let's talk about that webinar. Uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's give a webinar away. When, Absolutely. Uh, let's, say, uh, let's say, let's have somebody tweet something. Let's, uh, okay. Here, how, many, how many people are going to let in this webinar? Let's, let's just set it right now. What, 10 um, we can go ahead and open folks? up to at least five right now because, I mean, it's, it's booked up right now for okay. me over the next uh, 30, 60 days. But I've got some room where I could at least get five more people on in the next okay. 30, 60 days. This is, this is where we figure out if people are actually listening. All right. <laughs> so your Twitter handle is at Sean M. Lewis. Yes, S-E-A-N. S-E-A-N, M as in Mary, Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. So... The first five people that tweet claim clinic, I'm sorry, claim clinic rocks to Sean M. Lewis at Sean M. Lewis, uh, they will get free access to this webinar. Absolutely. And it's no strings attached. It's, it's completely educational based. They will literally learn how to walk away and manage their top three social media platforms from Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter for their business. Perfect. All right. All right, Claim Clinic Nation, you've got your task. I hope those tweets keep coming in. And you can always tweet at the Claim Doctor, but it won't get you into the webinar. All right. Uh, what else do you have to say? Let's, uh, why don't you give us some parting shots, some good advice for folks just getting started, not only just in restoration, but just getting started in social media. What is, uh, what is the first couple things people should do? First couple things they should do is, one, you know, pick, I call it pick your poison, you know, pick Pick the one, two, or three platform that you want to get started on. Now, once you decide on those platforms, you can't do this for just one week or two weeks. You have to be consistent day in and day out. You've got to set up a schedule. I recommend using a third-party tool like Hootsuite or something that you can schedule your post. What's great about these platforms is you can go in on Monday and schedule your whole week with a calendar, and it will automatically post on all these platforms for you. It's a free tool. There are upgrade versions of it if you manage way more than three accounts. But for the majority of you that are just running your business, it's perfect option because it's free. Perfect. Um, there's some other platforms out there as well. You're welcome to tweet me. I can recommend some other ones. But Hootsuite is kind of the industry standard for that. What I recommend is you got to post daily. And don't make it all about your business. You know, mm. keep it, look at keeping that balance, whether it's 70, 30, 50, 50, 40, 60, whatever, you know, talk about your industry, but don't advertise what you do. 
The only exception to advertising that I ever recommend is if you're in a catastrophic storm type event and people might need you in the moment on social network. Right. That is the only exception I've ever seen where you can push a number out, call us today. We're open 24 hours where you can go that more cliche role. But, you know, as far as Facebook, I recommend posting at least twice a day. Twice a day. Man, twice that sounds a day. like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Um, but when you schedule it, that's 10 posts a week, Monday through Friday. If you want to do weekends, that's a little extra. But, you know, find good content, find motivational quotes, stuff people will capture their attention. I posted the other day on all of my clients. It was a, a pretty picture that said, hello, spring with flowers in it. And I'm not lying. This is for Restoration Network. It was the highest engagement I had for the month of months. <laughs> said, hello, spring with flowers. And it was a lot of guys that liked that picture. So I'm calling you, you know, out, boys. Nothing, nothing surprises me with, you know, try things. You know, one thing I will recommend is stay away from politics. Any yes. type of uh, specific beliefs, you don't want to mingle that with your business. I see a lot of businesses doing that. And it's just not, I mean, it's great that you have that freedom of speech and you can do it on your personal pages and things like that. But, you know, your business, you're, if you're trying to grow your business for revenue, you can't offend anybody. You don't want to create that bad perception. Well, you so, don't want to divide your audience. You, and you never want to divide your you're audience. Just, you're just taking your potential client list and, and hacking it in half every time Absolutely. you do something like that. Absolutely. So be very careful with politics um, and so forth. Another thing we didn't talk about much, but, you know, one of the biggest benefits primarily with Twitter is use these platforms as an opportunity to listen what's going on out in the market. Ah, uh, great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Keep going. Twitter a few years ago or several years ago um, introduced the search engine mechanism on the back of their platform. You can actually visit it at search.twitter.com. Oh. What's exciting about this is there's an advanced search option. And what's really cool about this is you can go there and you can type in your local city and then you can type in you know, the name of your company sucks. And you can go out there and actually see people that are bad-mouthing your company and find <laughs> ways to engage with them. Check this out. If you work for a company and maybe you don't have a lot of negative publicity, you can go out and look at people complaining at other company and start to engage in a healthy conversation saying, I'm sorry that happened to you. Is there anything we can do to help you? Because... Uh. Seven out of 10 complaints on Twitter go unanswered. Think about that. that. That's not just for restoration. I think restoration might be higher than that. Yeah. But seven out of 10 complaints about company, service, product go unanswered on Twitter. That's because we're not listening. We're not listening. So I, I can tell you some examples of companies that do an amazing job at this. Southwest Airline, phenomenal job at mm. this. They, if you have a bad experience on Southwest Airlines and you tweet them, they will typically answer you before your plane lands. Wow. So, you know, these are things as companies that you can do in your local market. Even if your company's not big enough to have negative brand impact, you can go out and listen to some of the big brands mm -hmm. and find ways to create conversations, not to ever badmouth anybody. Right. Not to say, oh, yeah, they're horrible, but to, to offer that education, that value. Oh, what happened? Mm -hmm. what, 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 is there anything we can do to help you? Make this right. Maybe okay. it's part. Maybe they're done with the mitigation into the reconstruction. Maybe you guys can jump in and help there. I don't know, but find ways to engage in oh, that that's conversation. A that's a gigantic opportunity. I bet there's a huge market opportunity right there. Just coming in, 
There's a natural transition, right, between mitigation and repairs. There's that pause. That's a great place to catch catch folks. Uh, yeah, that's Absolutely. a great point. I like I like that. That's good stuff. Yeah, and the Twitter hashtag F United Airlines. It's real. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's not a compliment. Uh, yeah. Well, Sean, how do how do folks uh, find you? Where are you at on the web? Um, let us get a hold of you. Easier here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm very accessible. I um I put my email address. My website is seanmichaellewis.com. They can email me at sean at seanmichaellewis.com. <laughs> very easy to find me. Um, you know, I'm I'm on LinkedIn actively. People are welcome to search for me at um Sean, and I'll give you my LinkedIn um, handle real quick. It's uh, just let me double check, make sure because I never. And then I'll, if you go to LinkedIn, it's just uh, linkedin.com forward slash Sean M. Lewis, like my Twitter handler Got as it. well. Got it. Perfect. And we'll, uh, we'll put these links down below. And uh, you have a podcast. Yes. Um, last uh, November, I launched levelup.business, which okay. is about five-minute segments. This is more for business in general. Um, it's been doing really well, getting over a thousand, about 1,000 listens a month. So we're, nice. we're growing that network. Um, it's definitely something I'm passionate about. It goes back to that teaching philosophy, everything from sales, business development, marketing, social media. We, we definitely, and we're going to be doing more short form interviews as well in the future. So it's been a, a great experience and just getting out there on the web, providing more and more value. Nice. Sean, it was a pleasure. I'm glad I found you. I'm glad you found me. However, that worked out. Uh, thank you for accepting my invitation to come on the show. Uh, and uh, look forward to seeing what we can do together going forward. No problem. Excited to be here. All right. Take care. Sure. Thank you so much for joining us this week. This week's episode was brought to you by the 24-Hour Tech Training Manual. If you want to revolutionize your water mitigation processes to make more money, document losses professionally, and train your water technicians in just one day, you owe it to yourself to check out the 24hourtech.com. That's the 24hourtech.com. Until next week, stay warm, stay dry, stay connected.